Welcome to the fittest podcast in Oakland. You're right, we're back and we're talking, is Olympic lifting necessary for fitness? And we have a special guest, Miss Tamara Holmes. So tune in, listen up, and enjoy this fun debate. All right, we're back. Another podcast. Robin, who's our special guest today? Today's special guest is Tamara Holmes, Captain Tamara Holmes. Yay! Uh, we're going to be talking about all sorts of stuff, but mainly Olympic lifting, one of Tamara's passions. Um, Tamara, would you like to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you? Sure. Uh, as you said, Tamara Holmes. Uh, I am a captain in the fire service, but most notably, most people would know me uh, through CrossFit. Um, started in 07, joining CrossFit Oakland with Mikey. Loved it so much that I hounded him for a couple of years. And um, actually, I went and got my level one in 2009 and just kind of uh, been with Mike ever since. And then hounded him after he ended one partnership to open a gym. And that ended up with a partnership with Mike and Robin, uh, and we opened Uptown. Uh, I believe that was then the official date was like March 2013. Yeah. I think we were looking for properties in 2012, uh, and then we had a bunch of wonderful years, sold it in 2020, uh, September, and a lot had happened in the last few years of that, uh, and that leaves us here today. Yeah. And, and what about um, some other things that you enjoy doing in your off time? Oh, let's see, off time. Yeah, uh, I, I played baseball with the women's national team. I had competed in CrossFit, including the games in the early years where you could just sign up and show up. Uh, what else have I competed in? Uh, powerlifting for shits and giggles. And I went to, I believe, two American Opens and one Nationals for an Olympic lifting, uh, lifting for Catalyst Athletics. I love to play golf, although I never see my clubs. Um, <laughs> I think that's about it. A little, little welding here and there. Oh, yes. There, there was that. But uh, we'll talk the long, uh, the short of it. You know, the kids kind of, we adopted three kids in three years. They're all... Uh, three kids three and under and so the golf and the welding and some of that other stuff is kind of taking a back seat but uh hopefully hopefully soon we'll come back great and you're married and have their kids parenting yeah all of that yes married if i recall when we opened uptown your your passion is really i mean as much as you love crossfit was the olympic lifting just the way you outfitted the gym it was really obvious that that was kind of your thing (laughs) Yeah, uh, in spite, you know, uh, I don't think you were too happy about me uh, setting up platforms or jerk boxes, but it was an absolute, absolute must. So I, I had thoughts that I could, you know, simultaneously run a program, um, and we were able to do so with the help of coaches. Uh, Blake Barnes was, he runs um, Prime Performance in Oklahoma now, and uh, Steve Pan, an ex uh, Catalyst lifter and employee, helped out. So, I really, I, I just truly enjoy the list. I mean, I'm I'm a power person all day. I'm a sprinter. 
uh, as opposed to a distance person. So anytime I can lift and sit down, it, that's my jam. <laughs> For sure. Um, which is why we kind of thought about you. We have been po posting these questions of the day for um, the community here at CFO. And uh, one of the questions was, is Olympic lifting necessary for fitness? Um, kind of an ambiguous question, but we kind of thought, let's get uh, some thoughts from someone who's really passionate and really good at it and is, is a legit coach and all of that. Um, so... I think first thing I'm going to do is tell you I did Google this question because I wanted to know what the internet said before I asked you what you think. Um, <laughs> internet doesn't lie, Robin. It's, I literally popped that question in and just the first thing that came up, I clicked on it. So this is just kind of um, for fun, Not, nothing we espouse. We're going to probably talk about all of these, but um, they listed increased power, increased jumping ability increased speed, um, improvements in body composition, and an increase in core strength and stability. I feel like that was a pretty good starting list. I mean, I immediately thought of more things, but um, I wanted to kind of throw it over to you and see what your thoughts were on Olympic lifting as it is for athletes, but also just for general fitness. Yeah, uh, with that description, Google does not lie. Um, I think we've all, either personally or through our clients, I've witnessed all those um, kind of as we were talking about earlier, though, when you go, is it necessary? Right. Um, for us, like that's not the right question. Uh, as an athlete, I say absolutely. Um, regardless of the sport, I think some aspect of Olympic lifting, like maybe you don't need snatch, but I think everybody can get something out of cleans, whether it be power cleans or full cleans. And, uh, is you know it's it's made me the athlete that I am. Um, that cut me off. No, no that was sorry. Oh. That, that was my my computer. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, is it necessary? Uh, no. Should should athletes have it? I, I think some part of it, absolutely. Just like um, it's now. Uh, what is uh, Power Athlete HQ? So it was the former CrossFit football, which I love. All there, oh, uh, yeah, be yeah, the yeah, hammer. Yeah. It's amazing. But uh, John Wellborn would, you know, he'd said like maybe because they squat, he would take out uh, full cleans out of his program, but he would have everybody power clean, right? So it's like taking some aspect of Olympic lifting and then making it work for either your athletes or, or who you have in mind. Cool. Um, what about uh, just people who aren't necessarily specific, sport specific athletes, but just want to be generally fit? What are your thoughts on that? I think it's also a great idea. Um, with, with you know, it's going to increase power, strength, agility, um, and then one of the things um, that I had seen is like the neurological response, right? Getting everything to fire and to be efficient in powered movements. I think doing cleans and snatches uh, is really good for that. And one story I like to tell was uh, Steve Pellini, right? He was was at least two times. Uh, masters champion and i remember when he first came to cfo watching him do cleans it was you know it was, it was an awkward movement right like the body didn't quite fire right i think the knees came in quite a bit and it was almost to the point where i thought like oh well maybe he has some sort of injury or something like just wasn't firing well uh, neurologically with that move but he was you know it wasn't in jeopardy of getting hurt and it wasn't even weight specific like oh it only happens at a 
at a higher weight. It was just how his body moved and cleaned. So then you fast forward a few years later, and I remember just being in awe of, like, this is a completely different person, right? The efficiency was there, the power production, um, everything was in place. And, and you can only really attribute that to having done more cleans and, and other, uh, you know, uh, explosive-type exercises, especially clean and snatch. It just, it just really helped his athleticism. So if you're that person that isn't super athletic and isn't a great mover with practice, you can actually rewire your brain and, and become a more athletic person. I, I think absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Right on. Um, I mean, that kind of goes into, um, confidence too, and just being more confident in how you move your body, um, and how you feel. I remember you would always tell us to pause in the landing position so we could feel where we were in space. And I, I really like that because people tend to come in as beginners and they don't know what their body feels like in space. They don't know where they are in certain positions. And you know, maybe Olympic lifting really helps with that. Just a thought. Does that, does that, what do they call that proprioception, right? And I almost wish like this was a video gym because you could see that like, people like to bypass the uncomfortable moves. So it's like making you hold in the hang. But one thing I, like, I don't like seeing is like when people are doing like a dip or a hang snatch or clean, right? And then you're supposed to just hold that position and then fire up immediately from there. But they would hold that position, kind of sag down, kind of come back up, right? So it's like I'm bypassing the uncomfortable part, but that's the part I need to work on. Like if I have to get an extra dip or get an extra bend, that means, hey, my core, my back, and everything else isn't strong enough. So me having that little extra pause is going to help work those those things for sure. And then if I need you to land in, if it's a power, what does that feel like? What does that look like? Power, right, is like 90 degrees and higher and trying to get, if you go to any Olympic lifting gym, right, you people laugh and you someone's working a power and you hear like five people down the platform yell power because they're really trying to see, hey, did I get as low as I could to 90 without breaking parallel? Whereas CrossFit, we're like power and we pull, 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 pull. And then this is very slow motion to the shoulders. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I'm working on power cleans, you know, and you can just kind of laze around with it. And you're like, and then you go into a lumpy little gym, you're like, power, power, right? Like they're just snapping those things off. And, I, and one other funny story with that is I went to, it might have been an American Open or something, but uh, MJ, Big Mike, the uh, SPS owner, and he's looking, and I'm about to start warming up, and he's looking next to me in, like, this real lifter, and she's snapping the barbell off. I mean, it's just clean. And I had just done a warm-up set, and it was the crossfit you know, kind of, like, lofty style. It's like, I'm warming up. And then he points to me what an actual warm-up should look like. So then I'm really trying to mimic this other uh, woman's pace, right? Like, oh, you actually, even your warm-ups, you got to move this way quick. So, yeah, it's like, <laughs> fake it till you make it. <laughs> yeah. That's, yep. So Tamara just gave me more permission to hold people in position in warm-ups when they give yes. me dirty looks. That's what I'm taking away right now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Sorry. We are creatures, comfort-seeking creatures. We see that mm-hmm. constantly. And, and that's yet another great reason to practice these lifts is they do make you feel uncomfortable, not just in the positions, but just the fact that I don't know what I'm doing. It feels awkward. Um, this is not in my wheelhouse. You've heard it all. And it's like, well, we'll practice get better, you mm-hmm. know, and that's not necessarily a comfortable process. So I think there's benefit in that too. Yeah. Ben's not trying to be an ass, but it's like, if you were actually even just holding a broomstick, right. And holding that like hang power, hang, you know, clean or snap position. Like I feel my abs just turn on and that, like, that's just, 
you know, a PVC or something. So like it's supposed to be uncomfortable. But if I go from there and start slouching my knees for it, now I've kind of given up, you know, the musculature that I need to work to, to, to be stronger. Yeah. It's that age old, if it feels terrible, you're doing it right. (laughs) For sure. Um, what about people who just want to lose weight and they just want to, uh, or increase their, uh, muscle, decrease their fat? Uh, is there a benefit? I've heard maybe there is. Absolutely. I, I want to say there was a point in time where I started kind of tipping the scales more so for getting better Olympic lifting and spending a lot of time at, at Catalyst and, um, at that point in time, I was probably like the leanest and strongest that I could be, right? Like there's just something about, again, like the neurological effect, the uh, the muscle uh, gain, mass and gain. I mean, I wasn't huge, but I was just, I was all around stronger because you hit everything, right? You're going to, you're going to squat and you're going to deadlift. And even if you're just doing full cleans, full snatches or pulls, they have still that squat and that deadlift and that press overhead. So you're, you're hitting everything. And you, my vertical jump, right? Like essentially a clean is like being able to jump with that weight. So uh, even before I had knee surgery, right, we were working at Uptown. I was going from a seated position, sitting in a, on a bench or a chair and immediately jumping onto a 42 inch box. So like I've always had a little bit of a vertical, but that vertical uh, jump got even better, right? My, my ability to, to fire my hips, everything and, my, and, and just my comfort with my body, I felt uh, invincible, right? Like when you can move quickly, you'll start seeing that in, in your everyday life, right? You're not worried about like how you feel stepping off curbs, your lateral movement, something falls, you go to you go to grab it quicker. It, it, it really does, uh, you, and you, you won't even think about it, but it does uh, permeate in every part of your life. But does it give you abs, Tamara? <laughs> Yes, I would say CrossFit and Olympic lifting definitely give you abs. You can, I was going to say, yeah. look, at, look at the Olympians. You take the super yeah. heavyweights out of it, but what's his name from China? Uh, Lu, oh, Lu, 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 he looks like yeah. he could go from the Olympic lifting platform to the bodybuilding stage and win both. And yeah, I would say everybody, there. 100%, right? Like in the sprinters, like I always tell people, like, look at the difference. CrossFit uh, and, like I say, Olympic lifting is, like, what, uh, you know, sprinting is to, like, marathon runners. Like, sprinters are jacked, right? Like, that high turnover, that stuff they're doing even, and they can still do middle distance stuff, right? So, I think it was Jim Smits that told us one day in a class that, and I think it was in the 80s, they tested Olympic lifters in, like, a mile run. Now, mind you, elite Olympic lifters, they don't want to do it. They literally lift and sit down. And I remember another Olympian telling me like how like they would, the food hall was like almost a mile down the road and they would have to like bet and Rochambeau because they didn't even want to waste, uh, you know, that time going down there. But they tested these uh, Olympic lifters on a mile run and they, even though they never run like that, they tested better than average, right? They could still get up and move longer distances as necessary, but that high power output just is, is insane. Cool. Yeah. And, and I mean, like you think about it, if you have more muscle, you're going to move weights better. Right. right? So yes. that if, if the goal is to lean your body out, translate the fat to something better, putting a muscle on it through a lift that you like doing, AKA Olympic lifting, mm-hmm. boom, 
<laughs> well, you and, did it. Like, right. fat. There's your aesthetics right there, right? There, there's there's everything, right? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I can't say say enough about it. I would, you know, I always try to keep some part of it in my programming. Um, you know, and I think people think about like the injury aspect of it. Olympic lifting is not inherently dangerous, right? When they do a list of sports that cause injuries, you know, it's like I think even football. What what you find is you have to evaluate where somebody is in life, right? Uh, And that's like when they teach it, they kind of reverse engineer it. Let me teach you the finished position. Can you get into a squat if your finished position is a clean? If I have issues with my squat, right, then we have to do something else. Can I put a bar or PVC overhead? If I have issues with that, we're not going to load that into a very dynamic move with weight overhead, right? But it's not inherently dangerous. There may be some things that you need to work on to get to these parts, or maybe something like we've all uh, had clients where we're like, Hey, cleans are fine. Or, you know, we can work with that, but we, we, we don't think you should go overhead in a dynamic move, like a snatch, maybe working overhead squats a little longer to a then or a snatch balance or a behind the neck push press. Right. So there's levels to it that you can still get benefits without maybe sometimes the full move, but we like to try and work you towards that. And don't Olympic lifters spend as much time prepping for their lifting sessions, like doing all their accessory and their warm up, than they do actually lifting? I mean, that's been my experience. Like, if you have a two hour session, I feel like the really high level lifters are their the first hour is just getting ready and getting warm. Yeah, yes and yes and no, right? Like they, uh, I kind of like. Well, I guess maybe to how beat up you are, but like you know, this is where you kind of get into the OPEX of James Fitzgerald, you know. Is like if I have to spend a full hour prepping my body. Now, mind you, like if there's an elite lifter that's that's going to be snatching like 400 pounds or whatever, that that may be true. But I think they do it when you get to that level. You do it with so much more consistency that I think you can get yourself warmed up a little better. But yes, are they working on their mobility after? Are they working on core? Are they doing all these other things to con- constantly support that for sure? But. Um, you know, like, but the average, yeah, maybe there, it does take some extra things for us to get there, but that was going to take that regardless, right? Like if you had those tight shoulders, you had those tight hips, those were going to be things that you were going to have to continue to work on. Yeah. And I think that's one of the more underrated pieces of Olympic lifting. In my opinion, it's one of the best expressions of your mobility or your ability <laughs> to control a range of motion. Like if you can't get into a snatch position, you're lacking some piece of mobility there. And maybe you can get in that position, but you can't load it. That's where we know, is it a stability issue, right? And I think that's, that's what I love about Olympic lifting. Because if your shoulders are healthy, you can probably snatch. If they're not mm-hmm. healthy, you probably can't. So now we see a, a line. Not to say like it's an end-all be-all, but it's a great way to express body capability. Right. You know? And then it's like, you know, we're going to work up to those things and give you something, a, a similar stimulus, right? We're not going to completely cut it out so like maybe again like the overhead or the behind the neck press or the push press right we can continue to build a certain stimulus until we can get you there and or i mean even if it ultimately you for whatever reason never get to the snatch there's going to be plenty other things that are similar to it that we can get you to and there's always the dumbbell and the kettlebell and the sandbag you know (laughs) absolutely yeah so All, all the variations I mean, what have you guys seen in the in the gym as far as, I mean, there's a reason why you continue to program it, right? 
I think people really enjoy doing it for one thing. I think they're super motivated to come into the gym if it's snatch or clean and jerk day. So there's that and I think it's fun and all the benefits we already talked about. Um, but yeah, it, I think it is an expression of strength and mobility and stability all in one, um, yeah, one net. Yeah, and, and it'll help it, right? You think uh, if, if any gross deformities uh, you know, missing, like it, it'll actually kind of groove those passageways and get those things better. Yeah. Exactly. You, you get better in a position by putting yourself in that position for sure. Mm-hmm. And it's our job to find that balance, like pushing them into it a little bit, but also making sure that they're safe. I mean, that's kind of with every movement we do. Exactly. But because the Olympic lifts are so ballistic, um, they're not as easy to control. So that's, I think why they get that reputation for being dangerous because I mean, legit people are saying, I'm scared to jerk this heavy bar over my head. And I'm like, that's a legitimate fear. <laughs> it's putting heavy weight over your head is actually, you know, it could fall. It, it doesn't. I mean, but I get it. Like, it's a little scary. Maybe that's part of the fun, too. I think it's also yeah. part of the empowerment. Yes, exactly. Like, like if, if, if I'm not be consistently afraid of something in the gym, I'm probably not training hard enough. Like today's workout was a great example for me. Like I was nervous about the heavy lunges that I was doing and I was very nervous about the light thrusters and double unders I was doing. (laughs) (laughs) And and as Robin saw me lay on the floor after the workout, it, it did what I thought it would do. (laughs) Yeah. But I think that's where like the Olympic lifts provide this, I'll call it a Rubik's cube for lack of analogy. (laughs) for us to unwind and master and puzzle through. But the moment you solve the Rubik's cube for the first time, you're thrilled. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And then you're like, well, can I do it faster next time? No, can I do it with someone else mixing it up and me not knowing the pattern? Like, and I think that's where the Olympic lifts add that piece in brain development and Confidence, all of that yeah. stuff that it's just like, oh yeah, I can do that. Yeah, when you see that light bulb, when you see that, like I, I always tell Robin, I can hear without looking at you if you've done something right. And I'll turn around and be like, that's it, right? When, you, when you've learned to use that barbell, those bearings, I, it makes a certain, you know, uh, just rattle sound. Yep. I can tell if you've reverse clean or whatever. I hear that rattle. I hear those quick feet, right? Uh, it, it's great. And then, you know, the fear of it, again, it's like trusting your coaches. I'm going to show you how to bail out, right? I didn't realize I had, you know, worked with someone and snatching fine or whatever. And he had, you know, a scary incident bringing a barbell down. And it's like, it mentioned way later that he never had bailed out of one. It's like, oh, okay. So let me get this uh, PVC or broomstick or crappy bar or whatever and teach you how, like, you're totally fine with the snatch if, if it over rotates, doing this, jumping forward or whatever, taking the CrossFit out of it because you know, across where we like to go hard, but it's like, I'm going to save this anyhow anyway. And then letting my arms bend is where it gets, uh, uh, you know, crazy. Right. So teaching them that, like when we teach the, what scare used to scare me the most, right. Is like kicking up to the wall in the handstand and then showing people, I was like, Hey, look, if you keep your arms completely straight and you kick up, you're either going to not make it to the wall because you haven't rotated enough or you keep your arms straight and you'll make it to the wall and you're fine. You bend those arms and you're going to face plant right in the corner of that, right? Like, yeah. I was like, if all else fails, you either don't make it 
or just keep those arms straight. You'll be completely safe. As soon as they bend those arms, I get, you know, somebody's face like right into the wall. And it's like, <laughs> I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, another thing that I just wanted to bring up this is my personal favorite. I mean, there's so many great things about holy lifting, but the, uh, the aging brain, they tell you all the time to learn new things, to learn new things. And you can learn a language. You could learn an instrument. You can learn to knit. Those are all wonderful things. But in the gym, what's the most technical things we do, right? It's the snatch. <laughs> it's some of the higher level gymnastics, but honestly, that's not as accessible for a lot of people. Um, the higher level gymnastics as maybe a light snatch and learning how well, to do great. properly and, and building those new um, connections in your brain. Like you were talking about Steve, like it's really cool that at an age of 50, 60, even 70, that you can start learning new things, making those connections and keeping your brain young as well as your body. Yeah. I, I always called, uh, you know, like Olympic lifting across for the fountain and youth. So um, telling, you know, these kids that teach at the USA baseball camp, I didn't join USA baseball until I was 32. It's crazy to think about. And I had a 10 year span. It would have been probably closer to 12 had I not got injured. But there was once, you know, we'd open the gym and then I got promoted and all these things. There was, and this is not a great story, right? Like no athlete should be like, Hey, I didn't even touch a ball before I came to uh, our world cup and whatever. But life for me as an older adult was starting you know to come together it was very busy and it's hard to get out and try to join a team and do whatever so i i put my mind to it was like i'm just gonna cross it i'm gonna olympic lift and i'm just if, if all else fails like i've been playing baseball since i was a yes my arms should be a little bit better conditioned, but like i just trusted that skill set that i've built over the years and i tried to come in the best fitness that i could knowing that i didn't have a ton of time to practice right so not having picked up a bat uh, maybe I went to the batting cage once or twice. Really didn't throw a whole bunch. Same. Uh, I won two batting titles, and I want to say I hit, like, two grand slams, and, you know, I had, like, three home runs. So, yeah, I'd say, you know, that's doing, pre that's doing pretty good, right? It's like having that power. I still came in with that power, and I still came in with that athleticism, and the rest was just like, hey, spend that first part of that week just looking at pitchers and getting your rhythm back, but you know, like I would not have been able to do that had I also not come in shape and done those things. I, and I relied heavily on Olympic lifting for that. Yeah. Yeah. We have people ask all the time, well, how do I, uh, ski season's coming up. What should I do? Uh, I'm going to do a tough mutter. What should I do? Uh, it's more like, just keep coming to the gym. <laughs> like, you yeah, know, you know, there's really nothing much unless again, very high level athletes, you have to specify the training, but yeah. Right. Just, Stay fit, and this is a great way to do it. Full body movements. You got your, everything we talked about at the very top of the podcast. The, the power, the speed, the, the, the jumps, all of that. Yeah, and I remember uh, I was talking to my golf coach, and he said something. Um, it was before Tiger's comeback. You know, he was getting over some injuries or knee injuries. And, you know, Tiger, like, he made uh, PGA golf evolve, right? Like these guys started seeing his fitness, him killing the ball, him doing whatever, him talking about working out. Next thing you know, like the Ernie L's, everybody started working out. Then, you know, they also had to improve technology so that everybody else could become a tiger. But now all of a sudden, all these guys were lifting and doing more. But then someone mentioned like, oh yeah, I think he got hurt because, you know, he was doing Olympic lifting or doing whatever. And 
you know, like it always makes me sad to hear that because I know Olympic lifting is not inherently dangerous. Maybe, you know, and you see how it is. Not all coaches are good. Like we've all been in the game for a long time and have learned and evolved. And, you know, what, what do they say? is like if the stuff you weren't teaching before is, wasn't somewhat cringeworthy then, right? Like we've evolved and gotten better at coaching. Like, you know, like I'm on the, what is the fittest of earth hitting a 135 snatch or something that nobody could touch. And like, my form was just like, it was way better than everybody else. But it was probably pretty bad. And it was what we knew then. So, you know, for the people, I think a lot of people, especially in baseball, right? It's just super antiquated and they're afraid to say like, yes, you can do these things, right? So they won't introduce it because they can't teach it or they've just been told it's dangerous or it's easier. Like even, I don't, I don't see a lot of barbell squats. I see a lot of trap bar I see a lot of like lunges and they're fine. Right. Like, but for me, it's like, I think I was able to push that envelope and get better and see better returns. And I think, you know, some of these professional athletes could do do the same if they would kind of open up their repertoire. But again, is it necessary? Hmm. Back to that. Will you be a beast if you did it? Yes. Yeah. But because people are afraid and don't see it necessary, they'll be hesitant to try it. Yeah. And I think that's the, the fundamental balance is, is what will you consistently do and what entices you? And that's where I love the Olympic lifts, especially with our population is I know there are people that that's all they care about. And that's, mm-hmm. that's all they want to do is come in, snatch, clean, squat, deadlift. And it's like, got it. As long as that's there, they're going to be happy. And mm-hmm. if that keeps you coming to the gym three, four days a week, great. I've won because now you're gonna be consistent and see results. And we sneak in the vegetables to the spaghetti sauce, right? Exactly. The the burpees and thrusters are your burpees. And that's how I always tell people, like if you are in burpee or thruster shape, you're gonna be sexy all day. So for those like me that that maybe don't always enjoy working out, but you you got that that still amount of vanity. Yeah. Yeah. Keep keep your burpees and your thrusters. Uh, Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, for sure. Yeah. Cool. Well, show yeah, up for we, <laughs> So, I mean, just to kind of wrap it up, what what is your Olympic lifting looking like these days? Like you're um, really really busy. Are you still, still able to get it in? I am and in small parts and I'm dealing with some other knee issues. Uh not, you know, we I had ruptured my patellar tendon on my right leg three years ago uh and then kind of letting the rehab go and just you know and had all the excuses right got myself too busy with the kids one of this downhill spiral and this is when i in fact found out that i was not born with abs i think i told you that i was like oh shit like finally for the first time in my life i had to realize i felt normal i felt and i've never felt normal i've always felt that I could do anything and I was always I just had the ability to do these things and I'm navigating steps and movements and and you know I three inches of belly fat and it was just like it was just completely fucked and uh you know really mentally hard to deal with so now I'm 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 finally starting to to turn a corner on that and so um trying to make sure that I do power planes because it doesn't bother uh my other knee as much I'll figure out what's going on with that it doesn't you know I it's no better, no worse. So I'm not, you know, I'm like, I'm coming too far to try to get myself back. Um, so to try to get that, uh, snatching. A lot of it is power. Um, it hasn't been full yet because, um, 
and I want to, but I'm trying to, here's, you know, me finally trying to be smart. Like I lost like probably 50, 60% of my leg strength. So rather than throw myself in a dynamic situation like that, I just squat and then I do the power moves. And then as my legs get stronger, then I will, you know, kind of load back into full cleans, you know, clean jerks and things of that nature. But just trying to be smarter and making sure that I'm building that foundation to do those dynamic moves. But it's certainly never nothing that I, I want to lose, right? Like, for I, I realized in three years, I blew and gave away. You know, I get the surgery, right? That was going to take some time, and it took way longer than I thought, like almost two years to feel normal-ish. Um, but I, you know, I gave away all that I built, and I love the fact that I had that power from Olympic lifting, and I want some of that back. Like, I'm, you know, I'm 47, not quite 50. I think I can get back what I had. Uh, I don't even, right? Like, I don't even yeah. see that as an acing. I, I think I can still hit a PR, but it requires for me to stay consistent in lifting. And, and that's just been the schedule more so than anything. Cool. Well, we're excited to follow you. And um, we will definitely ping you again to talk about more stuff. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll uh, yeah, get together and see how the lifts are going. So I've, Appreciate you guys and, and everything that you're doing and following, you know, the programming has really helped me to, to get motivated and get back in shape. So it's nice that I always have our community to fall back on and I actually made it to a 6 a.m. class. I know. We are really excited. And please come see us again. And obviously, anytime you feel like coaching, the door is open. Absolutely. Cool. Well, all right. Well, thanks for joining us and um, have a great day. You too. Bye, guys. Bye, Bye T.